Hi there. Welcome to Peppers and Flowers, where sales and marketing doesn't make sense. Please join us for the conversation. All right. It's another week. Another week in paradise. That's right. That's what they say. By the way, if you hear a baby, um, that's because we have a baby. I have a baby <laughs> right now. I have my daughter, Lila. She's with me. Mommy is out shopping. So, um, we have a little special guest today. So, all right. All right, mind. Lila. Good to have you on the staff here at Peppers and Flowers. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it reminded me of an old 80s movie. It was called, like, Two Men and a Baby. And I was, like, basically about two men having to babysit a baby at home. <laughs> yeah, now it's two, two men and a pot. Uh, wait, two men, a baby, and a podcast. And a podcast, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. So let's jump into it. What do you say? Sounds perfect. So the topic this week, uh, you know, I'm primarily an online marketer. That's what my focus on. And I feel like James, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when it comes to sales, you prefer to do in-person encounters, right? Yeah, you know, honestly, when you meet people uh, face to face, um, it's there's not as much of a guard that goes up, you know. Especially when you you shake a hand or you you know um, just say a nice hello and a greeting. It's just there's something disarming about. Uh, <laughs> all right, Lila, see you. <laughs> yeah, got you. <laughs> that was a good comment. That was so wise. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, um, yeah. So that's that's the thing. It's it's the human element of uh, of, of uh, a face to face interaction. You know. Yeah, I agree with you, um, and I think that kind of ties into our topic we were thinking about talking today, which is, well, let me regress. I'm getting too far ahead of myself. Um, so is Lila. So is Lila. But in person sales. And marketing, in terms of online, I, I hear people say things like, oh, online marketing is the way to go because offline marketing is dead. And I totally disagree with that. I think that's kind of a, I think that's kind of a way for online marketers just to say, no, 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 you should just go with me because everything else makes no sense unless it's online marketing, right? Right. I kind of disagree, and I think that goes really well into our topic today, which is brick and mortar or storefronts, right? Offline marketing. I mean, we can talk a little bit about online marketing too, but but it really combines offline marketing, a little bit of online marketing, and in-person sales. Yeah. Yeah, truly. I mean, nowadays you got if you're a brick and mortar shop, uh, say a, a, a restaurant or a, a diner of some sort or a coffee house, it's like you want to have an established Instagram page, a Facebook page, and, and you want to be active on those pages as well. But you know, when someone comes in your store, you still want to have a nice presence and uh, you know maybe even have some signage outside and things like that to attract people in. Um, the old school methods still work, and um, yeah, they really you know. Do. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I know that, uh, 
you know, when it comes to the, the old school method of even just going door to door, um, although in some places maybe that's not allowed, um, you know, we actually had some people go out door to door here for a local uh, grocery store and, um, you know, and introducing themselves, presenting the, the, the store to the, to the neighborhood and then uh, selling memberships. So it's kind of like we're actually knocking on doors, collecting payment at the door, getting a signature and then giving yeah. them a card for membership. It was kind of cool. So, um, so it was like, you know, that, that's, that's definitely that offline knocking, you know, the heel toe express, I call it just walking door to door. Did you say the heel toe express? Yeah. The heel toe express walking on the heel toe, heel toe. <laughs> I've never heard that. Wow. Some people call it boots to the ground or whatever, you know, I mean, it's just different ways of saying it, but basically it's that grit of just walking, going door to door, knocking on a door, ringing a doorbell and just asking for the, the, the household owner or whatever it is and having that conversation. Um, it's, it's uh, still effective. We just did this like within the last couple of years and um, we had good results. A lot of memberships sold. Um, you know, the, the owner of the rest of the owner of the market was really happy with the results. It, it's so funny. It, it really does. I think when something's difficult, like door to door sales, Mm-hmm. Um, is a method, right? So it's probably it's probably a more difficult method because you have to put a lot of exertion into it, uh, and then you have to build the guts up to go knock on people's doors. I mean, it's kind of terrifying, you know. So I really yeah. don't do that, but I think that's probably the most unattractive sales method there is. And so if there's something slightly easier, people write that off. And we'll go, no, 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 you don't do that anymore because you can just do online. It's less confront, like people try to avoid that, but right. like people get a lot of good results from door knocking. Like if you're a chiropractor and you door knocked, you would get results. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would. And you can even just, you know, throw jokes out there at people at the door or, you know, have the, have the funniest like 30 second elevator pitch, you know, just have fun with it. Yeah, I think I talked to an online marketing guy the other the other day, and he's he's like, he's in some small town in Georgia. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, yeah, I just started door knocking, and people were like, yeah, I got like a landscape company and stuff. That's crazy. So it's really unique. Um, when it comes to storefronts, I think it's probably the easiest way for you to know what your game plan is right here, here here's 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 why so when you're online online is the scalability of online is massive just like offline with storefronts like strip malls and different stores and stuff but the difference is with online you don't have to travel you basically type in a phrase like marshals and then you get to see all the marshals everywhere but if you do it offline, you'd have to like, you know, basically like get a phone book or travel around and see if you can run into storefronts of marshals, you know? And the cool thing with offline is it's a lot easier to drive by and see what they're doing. Like what's on their windows, what's, oh, there you go. What's outside. And it's kind of cool because you don't realize like that, that storefront material is everywhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, 
yeah. It's it like, also, yeah. You don't have to like search around for it. You just have to walk in front of the store and you'll see a bunch of stuff about it. You might even see stuff on billboards and that type of thing. I mean, you know, I think, um, well, for sure, storefronts have to deal with returning customers and building their client base and all right, that. Right, right. But I, sometimes I think luck has to do a lot about it, right? It's kind of funny, like, well, man, you got lucky, you know, oh, awesome. Yeah, you're successful because you hit this one location and you're just doing great. But I think people leave out luck a lot, right? Like, because the same scenario could happen and you're on a, a, a great location apparently, but it just doesn't work for frozen yogurt, right? But then the one frozen yogurt place that does work really well in the corner, they go, oh man, you were smart. But, but who knew if it would actually work out or not? It could have not worked out. Right, right. It's like, I mean, it's weird. yeah. And, and also too, like when you go out there knocking on doors, um, you start to find businesses like kind of like hidden. Like you, you think you know, when you're driving on the, on the main streets, you're looking up, you're looking side to side and see all these stores. And it's like, oh yeah, I know, I know this neighborhood. There's a Payless here. There's a McDonald's there. There's like, you know, you know, a restaurant over here, Mary Calendars, whatever it is. And that's like, yeah, I know the neighborhood. But when you actually get out of the car and start knocking on the doors, start walking, you find out there's more stores that are in the back. And they're kind of hidden. And it's amazing what you find when you're just going door to door. Like in, um, you know, uh, you start to uncover stores you can't see off the streets. Uh, you start to talk to people that are, you know, sometimes the owner's actually there, you know, and they're like, yeah, I'm only here in the afternoons, but here I am. And, um, you know, you have a nice conversation with the owner and now you have a chance of actually getting a sale because that's the decision maker, right? So, um, yeah, there's, there's some wisdom though. You're not gonna, I mean, with, with like the larger chains, um, if you're looking to do some marketing to, um, like a Del Taco or, you know, one of the major chains that are out there, um, the best method to get in touch with them is to go to the corporate headquarters and ask for their marketing person or whatever it is you're looking for. And, um, but, you know, when you're going down to the mom and pops, which I think is a, a hidden gem, you know, these people are amazing people um, to be a mom and pop, like, you know, especially like a burger place and to compete with the McDonald's that are out there, you know, and actually do well. It's like, these are some really strong, amazing people and you get to meet them, you know, you get to meet them. And a lot of times the owners at the, at the restaurant, you know? Yeah. There's like, there's a certain feel with, like mom and pop shops and storefronts. Well, you know, when I say storefronts, I really mean more like individuals. I don't really mean so much like Nordstrom and stuff, you know. But like kind of the one-off places, non-chains, like they they got loaned, they opened the place up, that sort of thing. And the reason I really am attracted to those shops is purely it's because there's a type of passion behind it with them. You know, they're really excited. It's probably the most exciting debt they've ever encountered, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like they're very, they're very passionate. They're really excited. They got this drive. And I think, I think that's 
the drive I really admire in people when they want to start a business. And right. if you can keep yeah. that going and just have the consistency and never mm. forget to just That's enjoy right. the process, yep. something really amazing for them. You know, yeah. and you know like they're really going to treat you well. But oh, yeah. on the simple side, yeah. okay, you have a storefront. What do you do? Well, maybe there's more of a mindset to do not less online things when you have something physical. I don't know, maybe like a storefront, like you maybe don't want to do as much online stuff because you don't know how it translates, but you put posters up, you do your window signs, you do billboards. I don't know. What else do you do? Uh, well, some places, rec maybe mail. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even samples, you know, if, if it's a, a place of, uh, you know, like, I know a long time ago when Chick-fil-A was getting off the ground, you know, you go to the malls and, and they would be in there and there they are passing out the best chicken, you know, samples they have. And, and I was like, man, that, that, that's what sold me on. It was like the taste, the flavor, and just, you know, even the fact that they were giving that out at the time. Um, and so like samples, um, you know, uh, it could be something even, even, um, yeah, digital signage is, is now a thing, right? Where a lot of digital signage is out there. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, as far as, as, far as the offline stuff, um, it, it works really well because people still like traditional things, you know, even if it's like, a, you know, a digital age that we're in and we're moving forward with technology. Um, I mean, a lot of it, you know, people still like, I mean, some people still like, um, the old school methods and you know coupons that people clip out of, of magazines and stuff like that still happens. We all get the newspapers and the clip outs and in the mail. You know yeah, all that. Like, there's so many things you can do with yeah. all of that. I think I think the best thing is really knowing that. Hold on one sec. Yep. I think the, sorry about that. Oh, like, good. Like a party over here. Just crash <laughs> into things, you know, anyways. Um, there's a ton of different stuff. There's a yeah. ton of different stuff. And I think the problem is there's not enough uh, distinguished knowledge between any of it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of either you do a lot of one thing or you do nothing of, of anything at all. So I think the problem people run into, I really believe this. And I think this, uh, it doesn't matter where, what kind of business you have, phys, you know, storefront or, or not. Um, understanding the fact that you might have to be a little more presentable when you have a storefront because you can't be in your PJs at home doing phone sales. Right. And there might be a little more disconnect between, well, I don't want to run online ads because I have a storefront. I need foot traffic. See, so someone might be more inclined, more inclined to do more physical types of marketing, which is usually offline marketing. <laughs> and I say usually, I guess it just is, you know, but it, online could be physical because someone holds the phone, you know? 
But I think the I think the disconnect is people aren't weird enough and they don't know what their goals are and where they feel like they can translate it the best. I think that's the real, real thing. So offline and online, I think have the same effect for people. Uh, if you get a flyer on your door, and it doesn't matter what kind of business it is, anything, really, really anything. You see a flyer on your door, okay? There are possibilities for what which I mentioned before, which is luck. So you grab that thing and it says, do you want a free teeth cleaning? Well, who wants the teeth cleaning, right? No one likes the dentist, I guess. But you put <laughs> that thing on the ground and you live your life and life does its thing. And one day something happens with your dentist. He flies off to New Guinea and just forgets about the world. And you're like, man, I need a dentist. And then you are in active mode and you look down on the floor and you go, oh, there's the doctor dentist. Great. Let me give him a call. So there's a lot of benefits if you think about it. Like you kind of get the same effect with online and offline, regardless of if you're a storefront or not. It's yeah. that people see you and if they see you at the right time, you're going to get something and it could be the most, it, that could be the most minimal, right? So if we only just focus on the fact that someone laid their eyes on this material of you, you know, at least they know some idea of what you are. And then there's an open interpretation for the luck that they'll have with, man, I really need a yeah. dentist right now. Oh, well, if I see the first thing, I'm going to like take advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, ad placement and all that, you know, there's the science behind all that. It's not, there's no coincidence that when you walk into the liquor store or the convenience store, it's like, you know, there's that, uh, you know, container full of cold drinks, right? Uh, whatever it is, it could be, you know, water bottles or, you know, Diet Coke or whatever it is, you know, Monster. It's like they're positioned correctly to, it catches the eye. It's like it kind of in your way but it's, uh, it's still far enough for you to like not be distracted by it too much. And then when you go over there, there's all this ice inside that container. It's just they're nicely chilled. You know, they're like, it's like the perfect amount of ice to make it cool. You pick it up. You're, <laughs> yeah. yeah I need it, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, even, even some things that you see nowadays or it's been around for a while, but like the wraps on cars, you know, you see that the cars are all wrapped up and they're just yeah. driving around and totally, you know? Yeah. Even if you want to, even if you're trying to like get that person's business, you, if, if you treat it as a prospect, you still snap a photo of it, like, you know, right. and people are still seeing it. So you might not be able to measure that whatsoever. Yeah. Probably not at all. Right. So they spend thousands, hundreds of dollars on getting their car wrapped or car magnets and they have no idea if it works or not because maybe the person that, and this is kind of a luck thing too. Like maybe a person calls and says, Hey, I, I found your thing on your car and I called you or someone might yeah. not say that. Who, who knows? You'd have to just basically ask every person that got in contact with you. Like, where did you find me? Did you see my car thing? And then you right. measure it a little better if you want yep. that type of thing. But 
I will say something though, like, you know, honestly, like as far as from a, a, a marketing perspective, um, whatever, whatever campaigns companies do for themselves, whether it's online or offline, you know, whether they're using a website or, or like a wrap on a car, I mean, the, the design elements, the logo and, and color schemes and things like that, there should be a definite consistency across the board, even from the business card to the flyers that people pass out. There's got to be that consistency because I've, I've come to learn that even in PowerPoint presentations, is there a logo nicely positioned on every page of the PowerPoint? You know, it's just something about repetition, uh, about just um, highlighting things that, you know, um, whatever is important to the organization, they should convey that through their marketing. And, and so when people see it, they know, oh, this is important to this company. And, oh, I like that. I'm buying into that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, well, the, yeah. Well, I know we're kind of going all over the place right now, but just to clarify, storefront or not, um, I think there's a couple of things that happen mostly. One thing is your storefront you need more foot traffic, more customers, more customers come back, you build a relationship, but you also have that, you have a couple more things that you do online. You have that relationship building. So people walk in, you have the same receptionist and people like that. There's repetition to it. But it's not, it's not really about what type of marketing or what type of sales methods or processes you have necessarily. It's really more about what what are your goals you're trying to achieve and it's got to be something more specific than like i just need more foot traffic you know something more right. like well, i would like to increase sales for more botox injections right our most profitable product is this massage and we want to sell more of these right specific and you just have to realize that online or offline or direct mail or whatever, even if you knock on doors or cold call, you just, they're all channels that work because they all touch people. Absolutely. You just need to figure out what goal you have that you're trying to accomplish because it makes it so much more easier to utilize whether it's online or offline tools for marketing that you have available to achieve that most efficiently. And I think the second thing is um, people aren't creative enough. I, I really think so. I think when people jump into business, they put some filters on themselves and they don't get creative. Right. They don't, right. they don't like have fun with it. Like probably the most simple thing you can do is just be extremely active on your social medias for your storefront. Make sure, I mean, this is just basic stuff. You could just use, make sure you use hashtags. Make sure you use geolocations. You know, don't be afraid to like post yourself on there, post your family, like just be real with people. Um, do that consistently and that can help. Um, and towards the max, let's just say you're doing ads and you're doing door knocking and mailing and billboards and all that stuff. Uh, you really just have to keep in mind what communicates my goal the best for specifically this and what can I use that works best for that. Um, and frankly, I mean, like there is some truth to the luck we talked about, you know, sometimes 
you just get in the right location, not knowing, and it just works out. And sometimes it doesn't. And, and people might come back to you because um, they just really like you, but it, ha it has nothing to do with the quality of anything, honestly, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, once you, once you effectively brand yourself and then captivate an audience or an individual and that person's brought to you and they actually try your product out, then that's when you, I mean, you succeeded in, in, in your marketing plan. And then also, um, you know, we talk about sales and marketing going hand in hand, you know, the sales component to this, believe it or not. I mean, I, I really believe that sales begins with marketing. You know, it's not that like, Oh, it's sales after marketing's finished or there's a handoff for marketing to sales you know we, we hear about that like oh I, marketing generates the lead and then you know sales takes over and closes the deal you know you hear this going back and forth but my philosophy and belief is that um sales actually happens with marketing you know uh that's the like a lead is the starting point of sales and um and it just happens to be called marketing you know um, cause if you really, uh, here's, here's why I clarify that. Not, not just to think, oh, I know something that no one else does. And I'm sure, you know, a million people know this anyways, but the reason why I bring that up is because if you really believe that, that sales starts with marketing, when you do your marketing campaigns, you'll run them with a sales kind of uh, mentality. Um, so it's not just we're putting up a nice brand, a logo, an image, a, a glossy flyer, just for the, you know, kind of the wow effect of it, which, I mean, that's great. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, that's, that's, that's second to none. I mean, when you see a nice, you know, uh, art piece of art, yeah, it's like, wow. But I mean, just go a little step further, you know, um, get, do the wow factor, but then also think, how can this marketing brochure even draw someone to purchase, you know? Um, how can my website draw someone to, you know, we call it a call to action. How can we get someone to act on it? Um, you know, and, and not be like, like, I, mean, I know that, you know, we hear call to action and it seems like, you know, when you say that everyone has their, their answer, Oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. Well, no, I mean, every company is different, you know, uh, it, it could be a very unique call to action. So maybe your website, is different than every other site that's out there that's in your industry because you figured out a way to reach your market in a, just in an innovative way. Yes, I agree. I agree. I think it's, yeah. People want like a one, one liner answer, right? I, and the thing with well, the thing with storefronts is there's normally like you typically unless you're opening a new store and all the profit that you've made have fully funds it most of the time if you're just starting out you've got some massive loan to pay for everything to open the thing now you're just trying to get to break even point and then make some profit over it and do that it's it's kind of a unique situation in terms of you get so focused on trying to focus on cash flow and everything you do needs to have an ROI behind it. 
But it's actually quite interesting that when you're trying to put yourself in front of people, you, ha you think I'm trying to convince them. I'm trying to get them and say, hey, I'm here. And in reality, I mean, you could always have a great offer. You could offer something for free or come in and do this. Or, I mean, you be, it's your business. You'd be as creative as you'd like, right? As long as it's not breaking any laws or something like that. But you, you can do whatever Absolutely. you want. You do anything. Yeah. But a lot of times they might be, I keep saying filtered, but I, I really think it's like it's filtered because they'll compare themselves to what everyone else is doing. Um, right. And really, if you know that you're full control, you can do whatever you'd like to do to try to say, hey, I'm here, right? And normally, people are trying to get 98% of people, which are normally like future buyers. Right. Like someone's right. probably not going to change their dentist right now, but they might change it if their insurance changes mm -hmm. or if their dentist like screws up their teeth or something, right? There's right. only certain life events and everyone goes after 98% of people and trying to get these like now buyers, right? They ever go on right. now buyers, but they don't realize that really 98% of people are really future buyers. Like you just want it to be like, they're the first thought in your head. Right, right. You know, you're always planting seeds. You're always planting seeds and you can always put offers. You'd always say free stuff, this free stuff that, um, get uh -huh. this, that, and you can leverage this based on what other people are doing and go, okay, everyone's giving out free quotes. Everyone's doing this. There's gotta be more than just get a free pricing, get a free, it's gotta be. You, uh, uh, more yeah, to it. honestly. Yeah. You got, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if everyone's given the same, you know, discount, then there's really nothing different. Everyone's price is the same in the end, you know? So it's like, well, is that really effective? Um, you know, I'll, I'll boil it down to even, even a more granular idea. It's like, you know, people, especially for the, 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 the storefront, the mom and pop business owners that are out there, the storefronts, you know, they, they, people go into business because, um, well, it's entrepreneurial. They have that spirit. They have that, that drive and that motivation. And they have an idea, you know. And even though it's like, you know, something that's very similar to what people are doing, say they go into apparel and they just want to open up a clothing line, right? Well, even though there's like a million different manufacturers of clothing, everyone has a very unique reason why they're doing it, you know? Um, and, you know, one, one example of that is like LRG, Lifted Research Group, right? They come out with their brand and, you know, back in the day, and it was just, just known to, to be this kind of... Um, just a, a very pure brand and they had this vision in mind to you know save the environment and stuff like that so a lot of their apparel had trees on it or cool things like that and it, it really separated them from guess what all the other t-shirt manufacturers all the other apparel, apparel companies that were out there so even if you're going into something that's not uh, necessarily unique you know say you go into a open up a restaurant well what make why does that particular business owner want to go to do that type of a restaurant you know they must have some uh, distinctive, I call it, you know, what's their, what's their motivation? Well, that, that's different? it. So, so if you, I would, I tell people, look at your competitors. So you know what not to do. So 
however many people that, that companies that is, you just look at your competitors, you'll see exactly what they're doing. Majority of the time, they're all doing the same thing. The only difference usually is because they're just spending more than you. So they're just getting something out of it, you know, but I would say focus on the harder percentage, right? Remember I said 98% of people are like future buyers are not ready to buy now, but they'll come to you because they had you in mind and it just was convenient for them or you're nearby, whatever. But with the um, 2% of people, right? Which are like now buyers. Did I say that right? Yeah. 2% are future buyers and only 2% are now buyers, but people are trying to just mass market, right? So you look at it when everyone else is doing, you go, okay, I'm not gonna do this, do that. So now I need to find a solution that's completely different because I wanna try to hit a hot market with something that can get people in. Now, people listening are probably gonna like, yeah, duh, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, um, yeah, common sense isn't so common, you know? <laughs> no, but, but that's the thing, it's like, that's what everyone has an expectation of. It's you're going to run ads for me. Okay, cool. If I don't get an ROI back in the first month, I'm not going to work with you anymore. Right. That's right. Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, yeah. It's, it's a bit, I mean, for, for us marketers and, you know, advertisers, it's a bit, it's a bit frustrating when, you know, the art of what we do isn't really understood that well. People think, well, I need to get a return like right away. And, you know, there's, there's aspects of sowing the seed before the, the harvest time. And it's no similar. I mean, it's no different in, in business. It's like, you know, we have to be out there putting out a million flyers before someone buys a house. You know, realtors, they, they do that really well. You see the same realtor on your doorsteps with like the flyer, their pad of paper. And, you know, year after year, they're yeah. Christmas time, all the holidays. But, hey, not only until that you know, fifth year they did it to your house. Did you call them up and say, yeah, you know, what are you up to? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's just, it's repetition sometimes, or they call it canvassing. But I mean, you know, um, I don't know, hopefully like, you know, what I was trying to get to before is, you know, we go into business as entrepreneurs thinking, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make a statement. I'm not just selling hamburgers. I'm changing the world. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's true. It, it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, oh yeah, you are one hamburger at a time, you know, come on, bring it. And so it's like, and that's great. I love that. I mean, you, you too, right, Daniel? We love, we love seeing people get excited about their businesses and, and, and go out there and just like, you know, promote. Um, so I guess like what I'm trying to get to is I think as business owners, um, maybe that's the audience we're talking to right now, we need to get back to our, our grassroots, get, get, get back to our, the, the, the original plan, you know? Why did we go into business to begin with? You know, uh, was it to, you know what I mean? Because all of a sudden, I, I've noticed this for myself. When I get back to myself again, go, why am I doing this? You know, what is the reason to, to, to go through the, the, the sorrow, the headaches and all that? What's the whole purpose? And then you go, yeah, you know what? There was, a, there was some pure reason why I wanted to do this. You know, yeah. for me, it was I want to help business owners increase sales. I just, I want to do that for them, right? And so... Uh, so I go back to that and it's like, okay, I'm just going to focus on what my original plan was. And when I do that, I find that like, um, I just get more energy. My mm -hmm. sales meetings go a lot, you know, my interviews with my customers and clients, they go a lot better. I mean, things, uh, 
just, I mean, you know, just get a lot better. The, the atmosphere changes. I mean, you just get a lot more strength, you know, and it's just really cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, and I know a lot of these business owners are out there laboring and they think they're the only ones doing it. And they just, you know, they think like, man, am I the only person that really, you know, cares or whatever? Um, you know, their employees are quitting on them or, or they're getting like sued left and right, you know? And then it's like, why am I even doing this? Right. I would say just go back to your, your bit, your, your, your fundamentals, you know, the basics again to why you started the business and just pick yourself up again, you know? And, you know, if you have a business yeah, partner, like, like, are yeah. you, are you, are you there just so that people walk by and go, Oh, I could use a massage. Or are you there? Do people go, oh, man, you got to go to this place. It's amazing. I think there's a slight difference there, you know? Yeah. Got to be there for a reason, not just because, well, I'm looking for a massage and I happen to be here. And I'm just trying to entice, like, brainstorming. You know, I might say stuff that's just totally off and weird, but I'm just trying to get people to, like, think, you know, brainstorm more. You know, be more creative. Know that, know that you actually have an upper hand. Okay, two, two things I got I to gotta mention. First thing is uh, storefronts will never go away. And why is that? Because uh, like driverless cars, I don't think they'll be as practical as people think they will because um, there's still a thing that driverless cars cannot give, which is human interaction. Mm-hmm. Like we are not going to become more robotic. We just become more human. And storefronts will always be there because people have that human interaction experience, which you can't get through online or anything, regardless if you do videos or not. And it doesn't discredit online, but there's a human interaction. That's the point. And that goes into your sales, right? So typically if someone walks into your storefront, I would say, I don't know how true this is, so don't quote me, but I would say you probably can they're probably more likely going to purchase something from you than if they went online. Because I don't know exactly why, but I think it's just because uh, they trust their eyes more and their senses based on where they're at. So they're in a store, they went in there for a purpose. And see a reason might be why they don't want to walk out without purchasing anything because they don't want to be embarrassed. You know, there's a certain, thing like that like i don't want to be that guy that walks into the store and walks out not buying anything <laughs> you know that could be a reason <laughs> yeah um so storefronts will never go away and i i would say i don't know a mass one-liner solution for how to market for storefronts you should do this and do that and then you'll be rich i think it's yeah. i think the ones that stand out and do very well are is because they were the ones that we're able to look at whatever else is doing, go, okay, I'm not going to do that. I know yeah. what I'm trying to offer people and get people to come in for. And I do it in a really bonkers and weird way. Yeah, absolutely. And customer service, again, just like we talked about a couple of episodes ago, you know, if you treat your, um, your clients at a store, you know, with, with respect and, and have good customer service, uh, serving them i mean they'll they'll not just come back they'll bring their family and friends and tell tell people so like word of mouth is really big in storefront marketing man uh, you oh, know oh. a lot of friends are like oh all i do is word of mouth and it's very oh, true dude. like totally yeah. yeah you know okay here's here's something that's kind of a one-liner <coughs> okay 
I'm telling you, if you have a waiting room, all right, these are like doctors, uh, any kind of place that you normally have to do an appointment and there's a front waiting area, okay? This is probably some of the best stuff you can do and it doesn't cost you much money, okay? There's multiple ways, but I'll just give you a couple things, okay? I walk in to a dentist, right? I'm trying to think of just really places that are not normally exciting places. Um, but maybe they can be because maybe you're getting a new set of teeth and maybe you're getting new glasses and that's what's exciting. You're getting like these uh, new car or something. Okay. Here's the thing. You walk in to whatever it is and you go, okay, hi, welcome. Yep. Got you a appointment. Okay. Go sit down and wait. All right. What if someone came over to you again, people are going to be like, oh, that's so, but the result and the the reaction you get at people is amazing. You walk over and go, hey, James, how's it going? I know you have a two o'clock appointment. Um, just hang tight. And you know, would you like anything to drink? Would you like coffee or water or snack or whatever? Just simple, like a simple thing like that can be in the world of them. Um, here's another thing too. And you can apply this to anything. Now, I don't really know how, specifically, but I hope this sparks an idea in your head. So for healthcare, emergency rooms okay mm -hmm. they get packed you wait for hours and the, no one understands the idea of well my kid has a headache but then the kid comes in with a gunshot wound why did, are they going ahead of me when i've been here for five hours you know what i mean it's because they mm -hmm. categorize the urgency but they don't realize that and they don't really care um so if you walk in an emergency room and someone comes to you and says hi, what's going on? And you go, well, I have, I have this, I need to see a specialist or something. Okay. And they go, okay, mm -hmm. come with me. We're going to put you in this room. This is the special room where we put everyone who needs to see a specialist in. Okay. The wait time does not change. The experience of them sitting doesn't change. The only difference is they're just making it seem like there's a difference and saying, oh, specialist, okay, you need to go over here and sit in this special room to see a specialist. Yeah, that's right, yeah. It just changes the perception and it just makes, for whatever reason, just makes them go, oh yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know right, why, right. but I'm, I'm there. Yeah. And, I'm, and they'll probably be much happier. So if you can take some sort of small thing where, well, we have a lot of people waiting. Let's put magazines, well, that kind of sucks. But why don't you put, why don't you, again, I, I'm kind of just talking off the top of my head, but if you can figure out a way to make that a little more pleasant or sneak your little way in and go, hey, would you like some coffee? Would you like this? Would you like that? It can really boost things for you. And like, I think you want to be able to do things that stick with people when you have a storefront. Yeah. You have that opportunity. I, I yeah, totally. And, and, and like you said, like, like food and drinks go a long way, especially if it's a hot day outside or a cold day, you know, reversed with hot coffee. I mean, like, you know, one of the places I really like going to, um, it's, uh, it's the Embassy, or is it Embassy Suites or the, um, it's a hotel chain that's out there. And uh, I, I'm not sure uh, off the top of my head right now which one it is, but when you go in there, they have the, the most amazing cookies. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
it's the exact go ahead go ahead this is exactly it. Yeah. yeah it's like it's like i don't know if it's the embassy suites or uh i can't get my mind around the name of the the hotel chain but like you go in there and they have the best cookies and all of them have it like you can go to any one of them you walk in and you ask you know anyone at the bar or whatever oh yeah can i have a a bag of the cookies that you guys have and they just sample it they just give you like a handful of cookies and and you just they just pass them out you know and they do that uh, at, at check-in too like they'll give you like some warm cookies or something yeah yeah i mean yeah and, and there's this yeah those they're kind of like they're like kind of like oatmeal raisin but they're like i don't know they got chocolate inside too but like it's really good and um so sometimes i'll just be driving around like you know say i'm in traffic I, or i get lost wherever i'm like yeah, it's one of those hotels over here. I was going to stop by and rest for a little bit, right? Go get a drink or whatever. And then like, hey, you guys have those cookies here? And they'll go, sure enough, they bring a bag of those cookies to you. Um, I mean, normally they just do it for the guests, right? But then if you're just asking, you're sitting there, they'll just give it to you. There's no big deal. And I know, but, but you, know. you may, like, okay, you may never go back. Let's just, let's just say that, right? You never go back to the hotel, not because you don't like it, but just because you don't have the need. But 12 years down the line, you're going to be like, Oh, you're staying at an embassy suite or whatever it is, wherever the hotel is, whatever brand. Um, and you're like, oh, they give out the free cookies. Yeah. And like, it has nothing to do with really anything. It's just, it's just a nice touch. It just, you can't help but go, oh, like when you check in, they give you warm cookies. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it sticks with you. Yeah. Like, that's the essence I'd say that storefront owners have over online. You know, because the only Absolutely. extra with online really is besides just giving value of whatever. But it'd be like, well, we'll give you an extra gift, but you have to like order something because that's the only time yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, you have, they have that advantage. They have that advantage. Yeah. So, it's you know, it gives, it gives, it it's gives, it gives people the warm fuzzies, right? You know, the warm fuzzies and, you know, it's like, um, you know, uh, Again, this guy that I know at Capizio Dance, he has a, a, a dance um, apparel store where they sell point, pointing shoes or dance shoes, ballet shoes, tights, you know, leotards, all that kind of stuff. We go there all the time because my, da my daughter's a ballet dancer. And then oh, yeah. we go there. And, and this guy, he does free point, uh, point toe uh, shoe, shoe fittings. So if anyone walks into a store and they just want to try out, you know, buy a pair of shoes off of him, he'll do a free fitting for them. And it's like, it's not just this, like, put the shoe on, does it fit? He does this, he does all these different things, like have them stand a certain way and turn and all this stuff. It takes about 20 minutes to do a, a real good, uh, you know, sh shoe fitting. And he just, he offers that as a service, you know, in his store. So people know that about him. And so like, you know, you'll have random customers coming in saying, yeah, I heard you do the, the shoe fittings here. Can I get one done? Yeah, come on over. And he, you know, it does a shoe fitting and nine times out of 10, they'll buy a pair of shoes or whatever they need. But it's just, uh, like you said, with the in-store elements, like you can't do that online. You can't do that anywhere except inside your own store, you know? Yeah, you re yeah, I know. There's a lot of fun things you can do. There's a lot of fun things you can do. And the greatest part is you're individual. You're an individual to that business as an owner. And so yourself you can use your personality to translate it through your business. You know, like, um, I, I just, I just want to spark more ideas into people. You know, I don't, we don't, you and I, James don't always have the answers for for everything, right. yeah. but answers can be a lot more simple than people think. 
And at the end of the day, the, the whole purpose of Peppers and Flowers is to tell people like, no matter what you're doing, you're dealing with people. Yeah. You're dealing with people. And the smallest yeah. things go a long way. The smallest yeah. thing. So last thing I want to leave everyone with, if you have anything left to say, James, I'll just quickly state this. You can put your last thought in. But the last thing I want to say is your, your storefront is like your first impression, okay? And what do I mean by that? I don't necessarily mean by like how you dress and how you look necessarily. I mean more like the small things really matter, right? Like you might be a Michelin star restaurant or you might be a really well-dressed guy and you have abs and you just, everyone's like, dang, right? But then you might have a weird smell. You might be like, I don't think this guy put deodorant on and it just ruins it, you know? <laughs> So the smallest little thing has the biggest effect and you can vice versa that where the littlest thing could have the biggest effect. Yeah. And so I just want people to keep that in their mind and think like, what can I do to do different things than what everyone else is doing? Cause there's always room for improvement and to brainstorm. And so the final thought is if you're a guitar musician, um, there's 24 frets. Sometimes there's 22 frets frets, I think, on a guitar. Let's just say 24. Um, there's five strings. So the combinations that are possible on a guitar fretboard is literally limitless. Like, I know that. You never run out of combinations to play notes on a guitar fretboard. And I believe that's the same way with business. So there's always solutions. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, uh, my closing thought is this, um, uh, how many people, well, let's see, every person has a personality, right. And, and, and there's no two of the same people on the planet. Um, and so therefore, um, let your personality shine, you know, don't, don't worry about, um, do, doing what business is already doing out there or what business even might be doing in the future trying to guess at that or even trying to keep up with what's going on right now just like kind of get out of that mindset and say what's my personality you know what what kind of person am i you know what you know maybe even how was i brought up or what's my my background my experiences in life and how can i make that a reality for other people um you know whether you were a, a a surfer growing up a snowboarder a basketball player or just you know uh, someone who is not athletic and, and more on the studious side. I mean, whatever it is that you are like or whatever your personality is, let that come out in your work, you know? And um, whether it's a, a restaurant making food or, you know, putting up um, any kind of service or product that you might have to sell, let your work come out. And even even amongst the, the, the company culture, let it shine through your, you know, your employees and, and how you guys are. And not that everyone's going to be just like you, but you know, there's, there's a certain culture of, man, everyone's so polite here. Well, gosh, the CEO is very polite, you know, <laughs> or, oh my gosh, everyone's so outgoing. Not yeah. that one's better than the other, but let your personality shine and you'll be happy to see that, uh, you know, um, you're, you're making a difference just by being yourself. That's well said. Thank you. I agree. I agree. I think everyone has the power inside them to figure something unique about their business, you know, foot traffic and that sort of thing. They just, uh, it's like when you plan to start a business, you, you have to think about it and you get nervous and you're like, I don't know if I should do that. And you just 
do you do it? And it turns out to be a good thing or a bad thing. You know, I don't know. But anyways, I'm, I think that was a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff. I think that was a lot of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good stuff, man. That's right. That's right. Well, friends, no more jokes today. That's a wrap. I think, uh, thank you for joining us today at Peppers and Flowers. We look forward to joining you again next Saturday. So Daniel and James signing off. <laughs>